Hi, I'm David. And I'm Aaron. And you're listening to The Travel Bros. episode Aaron are you excited we haven't done it in a while yeah I'm super excited I mean we have not done one in what a few months maybe even longer almost a year almost a year if not if not more but we are we have been very busy and I know we say that a lot like it sounds stupid but it's serious we have been but Aaron and I have already made a schedule to start uploading more and more episodes and just a quick story before we start we actually made this episode two weeks ago right when we were about to upload it we realized the sound quality sucks so we were actually supposed to upload this episode a few weeks ago and this is a redo of it because we couldn't actually post the one that we made last time so this is a redo of the episode yeah um we're not going to waste any time and let's get right into it so today we're going to be talking about new york city um and david and i are both pretty familiar with this city because we have family that lives up there so we go there quite frequently uh and today we're going to talk about some of the best restaurants and dining areas in new york uh david i mean we went to so many places when we were there last summer i mean Picking between like all the bagel places and the diners and, you know, all the, we went to only one steakhouse, one Indian restaurant. I mean, it was so great. What do you think about like the comparison between New York's food and our food that we have here? Well, Houston, I know has been rated um, in the top list of the cities in the United States. It's known as a foodie city. So it, we came from Houston going to New York City being like, it's a little bit different than most cities in the U.S. in the sense that we're coming from a place that's already known for food. Um, so I think it's very different. I think it's better, generally speaking, I think better Indian food here. But I think there's more of a more of a variety here as well. But I think they're, they're more famous restaurants and people are more familiar with it. And therefore, it gets a lot of press there, a lot of the restaurants. Um, a lot of I know a lot of famous people go there, which also helps out with their reputation as well. And I'd also like to say that New York has so much stuff that's not just restaurants. So we're actually going to divide this episode into two separate parts. And today we're talking about the restaurants. And next time we're going to be talking about the tourist destinations. But out of all the restaurants we went to, my favorite was Keene's Steakhouse. Um, before we even get into Keene's Steakhouse, because there's a big history of it. Did you like it? Because I loved Keene's. I've been to Keen's a couple of times before we went, um, and I decided that I wanted to go back there with you because really I think it's like the most special restaurant that I've ever been to in New York City. I mean, the history behind that place is crazy. Um, And I guess we'll just tell you a little bit about it. So it was started in the 1800s, right? And when it originally um, opened, it was actually not even a restaurant. It was a, you know, it was a pipe club, right? So people would buy pipes there and... I'm trying to think. It was Did men's they... only. Mm-hmm. So men's only pipe club. And today, as of today, when you go to the restaurant, still in the original building, they can give you a tour, which if you go there, I would highly recommend getting a tour. But the coolest part about it, and but guys, this number is correct. I'm not making this up. This is really crazy. Over 90,000, 90,000 pipes on the, on the ceiling of the restaurant today. And it's multiple stories. So when you eat, when you eat in this historic building, you look up and you just see pipes all over, like all over the restaurant. And they even have famous people that have been there who have signed some of them that are on a display case when you walk in. And it's just like, not only is the food incredible, but just the history of where you're eating. And they have pictures all over of how it used to look. 
and it's just an experience that I don't think you'll get at any other restaurant in the U.S. Yeah, it's really great. Um, I love Keen's especially because of their mutton chop, which is what they're, they're famous, like they're famously known for it. Um, it's like a 20 something ounce, um, mutton chop and it is, I mean, when I tell you it's so big, it is huge. Um, and I remember I got it one time with my dad, probably about over a year ago when I went there with him and it's so good. It comes like a honey glaze on the side, um, that you can put on and all their appetizers are amazing. Uh, I think we got mac and cheese and, uh, I know David doesn't like cheese, but I got some other stuff too. I think I'm trying to remember. I think we got asparagus and stuff like that. And um, the desserts too. Oh my goodness, Oh my God. Guys, the desserts. That, I mean, I don't want to say it's better than the meat because it's known for their meat, but God, guys, the dessert is almost as good. I mean, the dessert they have, I got a Bananas Foster, and Aaron got, what did you get, like ice cream or something? Like I got handmade a, something? Yeah, like, no, it was a um, it was a butterscotch vanilla ice cream, right? Um, and it was amazing. I mean, it came with like, I asked for uh, chocolate sauce on the side, and truly it was like the best thing, best dessert I've ever had. Um, but... There's so many other great restaurants in New York City, too. Um, for those of you who like Indian food, Tamarind Tribeca. I know David and I love that place, too, and especially my mom likes that place. And Tamarind Tribeca is so good that when we went there, the food, and I, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but I'm just giving you guys this information to tell you actually how good the place was. The food took so long, and Aaron and I were really annoyed. Like, we even said to, said to ourselves, like, I don't think, like, th we said to ourselves, this food is probably good. But I don't want to come back here again. I mean, this food is taking... It was ridiculous. It took almost an hour. But then when the food came, we were like, okay, yeah, it was annoying. We had to wait an hour for the food, and it was three people. But we're like, okay, we got to come back here. I mean, the food made it worth it. So even if when you guys are there and it takes a long time, it'll take a long time for a reason. Because it's busy and because it's very well known. And believe me, the food there is all worth the wait. It was... I mean... It was a long wait. Yeah, it was probably almost an hour, but likely it was because it was like a Friday night and they had a lot of people there. Plus, we were sitting outside, um, which also was a big factor in it because service is normally not as good anywhere outside. Um, I think that in general, it probably won't take that long when you go there. It's probably going to be more like 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes. Um, I think it was pretty unusual because I've been there before and normally it does not take that long. But I think it was just the timing and exactly, you know, our specific circumstance why it took so long. But the food, regardless, was just so amazing. Even if I had to wait another hour, I'd do it. The owner is very nice as well. He came up and talked to us and Aaron and I have actually talked about the owner quite frequently even since we came back because he was such a nice guy and he always you know came up to us during our meal not always but he came up to us during our meal and asked us how everything was and he was just a very like wonderful host um there's yeah. a lot of hospitality in the restaurant i, I completely say. agree yeah and the thing about Keens and tamarind tribeca is they're very very good but they're higher end um but new york is known for they're high-end restaurants, but also not for their high-end restaurants. They're known right. for a lot of the cheaper, kind of quicker places. One of those places is called Westway Diner, which is another historic diner. I don't think I'm not, I don't know this from the top of my head, but I, it's not as old as Keen's Steakhouse. But it's still been there a long time. Very well known. It's been on TV and stuff. Famous people have been there, which again, that doesn't make the food good, but famous people have been there, so it is well known. And it's called Westway Diner. Westway Diner is very 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 good it was right near where Aaron and I stayed when we were there this summer and so we would be like let's go in the morning if we were kind of in a rush and I love waffles so I had these weird craving for waffles and we would just go to Westway Diner and I know Aaron didn't eat there 
Um, but I got my waffle. I was in and out in like 10 minutes and the host was very nice. She, we all, we recognized her every morning and she sat us, um, pretty yeah. quickly. So yeah. What do you think? It was really, really great. I agree with David. I mean, I had a coffee there and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's pretty famous diner too. I mean, they have pictures of people all over the walls and service is great. The people there are really nice and the food's quick. I mean, it's quick and good food. Um, so I'd recommend that to anybody who's looking for a good authentic diner experience in New York City. Um, but you know, diners aren't the only thing they have in New York City. There's another place that I love so much and it's in Midtown. Um, which is actually near Midtown is I'm not saying this is right near, but it was it was very close to Westway yeah. Diner. All because, these places are basically yeah, but Westway Diner was was that also Midtown? I believe? yeah, technically it was like in Hell's Kitchen, Midtown area, right? So it was like maybe a little bit north of Hell's Kitchen, uh, but yeah, it was. So Best Bagel and Coffee is another place really nearby. Um, uh, let's look up the address because I want to make sure that we have it right. Best Bagel and Coffee. While he's doing that, I'll tell y'all a little bit about it. It is a incredible uh bagel shop and they make all their bagels fresh every single day um they have a humongous variety of options and i'm cutting aaron off just because i'm reading the address it's on 225 west 35th street so it it is in midtown you're right yeah Um, midtown south but anyway continue sorry i was just reading the address yeah so it's in midtown south and it has the best bagels i've ever had i mean normally you look at places that have like best food in their name something like that you know authentic whatever and it's not really that good this is not one of those places their coffees were good um but really their bagels were phenomenal they are very um, generous with the amount of cream cheese they put on there which i know for new yorkers is a really big deal and and let me just say as i'm reading this as i look it up i see it has 4.6 stars which is cool right but it has almost 4500 google reviews so for the 4.6 stars with almost five with around 5,000 people, I mean that's incredible. Most places that have 4.6 stars have like a, maybe a few hundred, and that's good. Yeah. But this this is clearly a good restaurant with good reviews. If you have almost 4,500 people who have rated it five stars, the only issue with this is I wouldn't recommend going if you're in a rush. Because yeah. if there's um normally you know on the weekdays if you go on off hours it's not going to be too busy, but really on Saturdays in the morning or. Anytime on a Saturday when they're open, it's going to be pretty busy. Um, the lines go quickly, but in case, you know, you want to make it to a play or something like that. Time. You know, you just want to make sure you have time for it. And, and yeah. the, the last place that I want to talk about, Aaron, and I'm sure Aaron's going to go into it too, is Chelsea Market, which is right at the end or the beginning, however you want to get on it, of the High Line. So the High Line, that's, again, for a whole different episode because that is um, an incredible part of New York City, which you guys can look up and I'm sure you know all about it. But it's a. This is right at the end or the beginning of the High Line, and it's yeah. a big market with. It, it has sh- like some shops in it. It has like some things you can buy, you know, local mom and pop kind of shops in there. But mostly, uh, it's m- known for their food, and they have restaurants throughout the whole thing. Whether that be a coffee shop, whether that be a little bit of a nicer restaurant, they have everything. And I know I've been there multiple times in New York City, and it doesn't disappoint me every time I've been there. Um, I get something different, and it's al- it's always busy, and it's always mm-hmm. just. Oh yeah, good. Like most food halls nowadays, kind of are. They're kind of trendy. Yeah, they, they were I mean, trendy a while ago, but now I mean, not really. But this place, this place is trendy. I feel like every time I go there, it's very busy, 
and I don't know, they're doing something right. Yeah, I, they have the Starbucks roastery. And Which, that's actually right next to it. That's yeah, not in Chelsea. It's not really in Chelsea Market, but it's really right across the street. Um, and the Starbucks roastery is great, too. I mean, it was they have their own menu. They have a bunch of specialty items. But we're going to go, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Chelsea Market itself, which has, as David said, a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. Um, they have a couple of chocolate shops around the place. Just make sure that, you know, you don't get lost from the people you're going with in the market because at certain points in the market, you might lose cellular reception because part of it is kind of underground, kind of not. Um, so just make sure you don't lose the people because it might be a little hard to call them if you don't have any cellular. Um, other than the cellular issue, which whatever, that's something. But other than that, it's amazing. I don't have any complaints about it. How about you? Yeah, no, me neither. I, it's always busy, which is great, but it's not too busy where you can't get food with on a quick period of time. So I'd recommend it to anybody going to New York City. Um, it's really one of the great things that New York City has to offer and one of the great things you can access from the High Line. But Aaron, like as you were saying a minute ago, the Starbucks Reserve Roastery, which they have a, a few of them in the country. They have some in Washington State. They have some in Chicago. They have in New York City, maybe in one or two other places, maybe L.A., it's this incredible, like, Starbucks basically on steroids, but they have a full bar. They have a coffee bar with limited drinks oh, yeah. that you can only get there, uh, like, a whole, like, bakery. And I'm, I'm not saying the packaged stuff that they usually have at Starbucks. Like, they actually have a bakery where they make everything fresh. It's really good right near Chelsea Market. It's not in it, but it's um, it's just incredible. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. I love that um, the Starbucks roastery is – I mean – they had a, a whole theme going on too. It's several levels, which as David said, is really cool. Um, but in reality, it's more than you'd expect. They also have like a little display area with a guy who, or a guy or a girl who shows you like how they're grinding their beans. Like they have one of those huge coffee bean grinders in the facility, which you can actually watch um, them. You know, they put the beans in and then it makes in the huge machine. Um, and it's like a truly official coffee shop. It's almost like you're going to the factory of Starbucks. It's yeah. almost like you're going to like, you know, like when there's factories of places like Bluebell ice cream and they show you how they make it. It's yeah. kind of like that for Starbucks because you really see the process and you learn a lot about how the stuff is made and knowing how big of a chain Starbucks is. Right. This is cool because you're like, oh, well, this is actually how it gets there. It's kind of like... It's obviously not nearly the size of it, but it's kind of like um, Coca-Cola's equivalent of their factory in Atlanta. Like it's an experience. Yeah. It's an experience more than it is just for the food and for the drinks and. But all the difference is in, in Atlanta, you know, for Coca-Cola, you got to call ahead, you got to make a reservation, which whatever, it's awesome. I, I have done that, but it's kind of like a thing, you know. Right. Like it's like you yeah, it's call more of a tourist destination. This is more like a cool like in the sense that it's like that but you can just show up you don't need to call and make a reservation ahead of time yeah that's true and it's it's really just a great coffee shop in general so new york city has a bunch of amazing restaurants as we talked about today but also next episode is going to also be about new york city but about tourist destinations so for example some of the stuff we'll talk about next episode is the one world trade center the edge which is a new thing and we're going to talk about a bunch of other cool stuff so stay tuned for that and thank you for listening to thank the you